All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 105 of The Rink Shrinks. It's a mailbag episode. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. All right, Mots, we got to start things off here. Uh, I got to put my tail between my legs. We had an alma mater matchup this week, and uh, I'll let you take it from there. Well, yeah, over the weekend, uh, Courtney was away with my oldest daughter, Rowan, down in Connecticut. At Cap. A, yeah, you mean Cap. Cap. Yeah. Right. yeah, so Cap was down there, a um, little turny, and uh, I was I was here kind of buzzing around, kids Uber. Ryan yeah. had a game on Saturday, um, but what was cool, I was able to catch up with a good friend, Mike Tawney, came down from, uh, from Vermont, and his son uh, was playing in a tournament locally, so... We'll awesome. catch up with a good friend, and uh, yeah, it was good. It was good hockey. The 2014s with their exciting uh, games. That was I that was that down at the uh, bog? Yeah, down at the bog. Yeah, I heard you were uh, roaming around down there. I, I ran into Faba Kelleher at the rink tonight, and he's like, "Yeah, Mott's had like a fan club going on down there. He was holding <laughs> court. There was people from Vermont and all that stuff." But no, oh, that's great. Obviously, Mike Tony's the the man, and I saw that those guys, uh, Matt Miles, involved. There's a bunch of uh, Jamie Ciphers, like. Really good hockey guys that all played up at, at, at UVM or live up in the area, and they're uh, starting a program up there too, right? So that's that's good stuff. So we're gonna have to take a road trip, especially if you're a if you're a celeb up there. <laughs> that's what we were talking about. Get some uh, rink shrink uh, on ice instructions and decent rink shrink road trips. Perfect. Yeah, we can document. But uh, yeah, it was it was good to see some people uh, who tune in and. We're uh, we're part of that, and yeah, uh, Mike and and Miles and those guys are are trying to create a youth program. You know, brand them the uh, Junior Catamounts, which would be a, a home run in my opinion. So, oh, hundred percent, that's awesome. Yeah, wish them the best there, and if we can help them in any way, we will. Definitely, definitely, that's good. That's but getting to the big news. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. on uh-huh. Wednesday, uh, Cushing came down to uh, the Tigers Den. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, Theory Academy uh, versus Cushing Academy, and it was um, it was a really good game. Cushing was undefeated coming into the game, left on uh, with one loss, so we can just leave it at that. But it was it was just a uh, <laughs> you no know, quality game all around, back and forth chances, and uh, the third team played up. And you know, I was telling you earlier, it was in precious situations, there was a lot more urgency. They managed the puck pretty well and kind of made it tough on on Cushing to generate uh, a bunch of chances towards the end. So. I was happy for them, but it was it was a good game. Well, I'll tell you a little story. My uh, my junior year, my team was undefeated the entire season, and we ended up um, we ended up losing in the finals to Saint Sebastian. It was an unbelievable game. We lost one to nothing. So I'm thinking that this is a good thing, right? It's a learning experience. Get that loss out of the way. Uh, learn from your, your your mistakes. You know, better to happen in January than in you know playoff time right come end of february early march so i think that's a uh you know again from the coaching staff i think you learn from those things and i'm sure they've been they've been rallying off a bunch of wins in a row i know they had some illnesses and some guys sick so a uh a loss sometimes is a a, a, you know what did what did big bud say back in the day to me uh you may lose the game but don't lose the lessons right definitely like a teaching moment for how to respond and and maybe um, not let any game, you know, you have to be ready to play. You know, you get everyone's best game when you're in that position and, you know, you can learn uh, skills 
that you know you can use against top opponents as well so it's like about a mindset and being ready to execute uh, whoever you're playing yeah no that's good yeah same here with uh we were quiet weekend on my 09 team on that front we had a few games with the 11s um Collins playing my middle guys playing some middle middle school hockey over at CM so he's been on the ice quite a bit and getting a lot of extra ice time a lot of fun in that uh, kind of middle school league and playing some you know they played Belmont Hill St. Sebastian's uh, who else did they play a few games this week so good hockey fun uh, and then I was out at, at Cushing for Brian's game uh, last night and last week at you know after after we recorded last week so been back and forth a lot of hockey a lot of miles on the car but hey yeah. it's a great time of year isn't it it really is yeah i'm actually doing the bc uvm game on nesson um, saturday the uvm fans are gonna be like wow <laughs> they're all over you dude but it was good talk to both coaches and you know getting prepped for you know they're playing back to back they're playing friday saturday so oh, get cool. uh get that opportunity to get in there and you know just kind of where can we react find to it? the play It'll be, I think it's on Nesson Plus. ESPN, the Ocho. <laughs> the Ocho, yeah. What was that guy's name? Cotton. Uh, yeah, Jason. Cotton. And, uh, <laughs> so funny. That's, oh, a, that's a funny movie. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, no, that's great stuff. Good. Yeah, we'll be able to. Yeah, that Nesson Plus. Uh, it'll be fun to to be able to tune in on, on that. So you said that Saturday night? Yeah, Saturday at 5. Oh, cool. Perfect. Perfect. We'll check it out and see mozzarella sticks on the uh, on the tube for anybody that uh, that gets that channel. Yeah, um, Facebook broadcasting though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Quote says. <laughs> uh, speaking of faces for podcasts, I uh, I'm I'm playing a little bit dinged up here tonight at the rink. I'm sitting there before practice, and you know, uh, well, last night we'll rewind right Wednesday night hockey. Uh, I, I was tuning into the San Jose game, and a former guest and assistant coach with San Jose, Ryan Wasowski, gets a a puck, and you know he reacts just a half a second too late, catches him in the side of the head. I talked to his brother Adam today. I think he ended up with like ten or twelve stitches, but he battled back, came right back, was hockey tough, and and fought through it for the second and third period. And tonight, I'm sitting outside the rink. My 2011s are getting on the ice. Um, I, I still have my bag on the shoulder. I'm not on the ice surface yet. I'm I'm behind the the netting, behind the glass, everything. Talking to a uh, a hockey mom and just having a conversation. I just hear like a heads up. I get the puck right off the dome. Uh, <laughs> I had to, I'm like oh no, like right away it hurt. Like it you know a puck hits you in the head. And uh, thank God I had a winter winter hat on or whatever you call it. The uh, you know, yeah, went to hat. So I think that saved me because I was like, oh boy, like it, you know how you can just, I'm like, I think I'm bleeding, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, luckily the the hat saved the day. So I don't know, maybe, I mean, coaches, we got to keep our heads on a swivel here. Yeah, you get a little bonnie rubble. A good thing it doesn't make you any uglier. So that's good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, thank yeah. God it didn't hit me in the beak, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's great. That's good stuff. Hey, you know what? You got to, there's always then, signs. Uh, Forget about it. Joanna, Joanna would have had their bags packed. Yeah, there's always signs that? flying pucks. You got to keep your head on a swivel. I know. Seriously. These kids, you know what? I give them credit, though. The kids, I, I was a little bit late getting on the ice, and the kids, uh, I was the only coach there tonight, and they stepped up, and they started a game, cross-ice game on their own. Uh, 
didn't need me to blow a whistle or yell or, you know, whatever. Like they got out, they got themselves organized. They started playing a game, getting, you know, cross ice. So I, I really couldn't be mad because I was actually as a, as a coach, I'm like, you know, it's a good thing, right? They're getting themselves, they're getting themselves out there. There's some leadership skills, got, Hey, you know, splitting up teams. They even actually, no, they weren't playing. They, we had one goalie. So it was, they were playing two on two, clear it with the line and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, boys, you know, I was, Besides the, the the half a concussion, I uh, I was pretty pretty uh, proud of you guys. That's Nobody great. owned up to it either. No, why would they? Right, you shouldn't have been standing there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but it is that kind of silly season. We're in January here. Uh, God, which is which is crazy. We're getting towards the end of uh, end of January, but it's a uh, you know any tips I would say like you know that you would have for, for cutting players. I know some people have kind of inquired with me, anything that, that you uh, in the past have, have done. Um, you know, it's a touchy subject because you, you know, it's the season's still going on and you don't want to, you know, people want some security going into next year, but if um, you know, a player is on the cusp or, you know, you think you could, maybe upgrade in certain areas. You have to be honest up front. You know, you don't want to string anyone along, have some tough conversations, but it, it is a sensitive, you know, difficult time because you still want the best for the the group and that player because you have them on your team. But mm-hmm. uh, also, you you know, you want to have maybe a, an adult conversation with the parents because people are asking already for next year and seeing what decisions, uh, you know, you're thinking about and, you know, there is a lot of uncertainty too. Um, so, you know, just, I would just say, be honest, be as honest as you can with the information that you have. And then, you know, you can give someone a heads up if they're not going to be, uh, you know, welcome back. Right. No, I think that's, uh, that's very well said, especially at this time of year. It's a good reminder. Uh, did you see this thing about Texas high school football players? They were hospitalized after a coach made them do 400 push, uh, push-ups with no water breaks. You think you could bang out four hundred push-ups in the water? Um, Sounds like Herman Boone made have, might have been coaching that team from. Uh, yeah. <laughs> remember the Titans? Yeah, I no, I don't. I can I can do like a push-up right now, but <laughs> without water, yeah. I can barely form a sentence without taking a sip of water. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. And I, I was talking uh, to my daughter about this. Um, you know, high school lacrosse practice. It was hot out. Whatever. And uh, we were doing man ball drills, and I ran across the the, uh, the field to grab water for the boys. And the coach was, you know, he's like, "Hey, I didn't tell you to go get water." I'm like, "Well, the the boys are working hard, and you know, you know, I think we should at least hydrate a little bit." And you know, he didn't like it, but then also, and he he also appreciated the kind of leadership to, you know, no, just, you put him in his place a little bit. He's you know, he's a great guy, Coach Mac. A football guy coaching lacrosse and he was uh he was tough but fair let's put it that way so i had to run like four fence laps because of doing that but the guy's got water <laughs> exactly at least you were hydrated yeah, yeah I, I just never understand this stuff like doing it in the heat and all that it's like and and it's like 400 push-ups no water it's just it's just silly like a, a kid asked me on the ice can i have water it's like yeah like of course yeah. go 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 drink the water so yeah, some some stuff is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, another guest, uh, just shout out Matt Boldy signed a nice extension with the Minnesota Wild, forty nine million dollars over seven years. Uh, so nice, to, uh, 
nice little kickstart to his career earnings. I think he's gonna. He's. I mean, what's he? Twenty-one years old. Mm. If that. Yeah, maybe he's twenty-two. Yeah, he's a young kid. Uh, he's gonna so make a point. lot of money. I love his game. I exactly. I was just gonna say that. I really do love watching him. Um, and you know, we talked, you know, pretty candidly about his game, and he was he really knew what type of player he was. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get caught in that situation where you're a bigger kid. You know, he's six two. You know, has some skill, but he's he's not overly physical, but he's physical. Like like you know, with separating guys from mm-hmm. pucks, he's not going to blast you through the boards, but he's an effective physical player. And then with the puck, he has he has some great touch around the net. Um, you know, oh, he yeah. sees the game well, but he competes, and I'm, I'm really happy for him. And um, you know, it's just like the the ring shrinks bump. I think you know, maybe we should yeah, get a kickback. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, he was set to be a restricted uh, free agent over the summer, and uh, it's good to see these young guys getting paid and getting some security. And I think that's going to be, um, you know, a few years, three, four years down the road, that's going to be a bargain for the Wild. So. Shout out to Matt Boldy, Massachusetts native, and and you know, kid having a, a heck of a start to his NHL career. Um, Mott's new year, same great benefits at Pro Stock Hockey. Give your kid the pro experience with pro, uh, free name personalization, free tape, same day shipping, and friendly customer service with all kids sticks and gloves. You saw my new mitts that I showed off at uh, at Fenway. Um, I was buzzing out there, as you know. Uh, a 30-day warranty is also included with all kids' sticks. The world's largest inventory of pro stock sticks and gear is now for the kids as well. With a great selection of youth equipment, visit ProStockHockey.com today and use the code BYMOTS for 20% off your kids' gear order. Yeah, I mean, you went one and two plus oh, yeah, did three. We, even, we, have, we didn't have even we talk about it because, time? yeah, we, we recorded last Wednesday and you played Thursday. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. so that was that was great to take in. I, I did a, a Mott's moment from there. I wanted to interview you your mom and uh, sister, but um, and your mom just got her hair done, so she was she was willing. Uh, so <laughs> she she's told like, you oh, that, yeah. She she was feeling good about her uh, her do. So about the salad, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you guys, you know, played pretty well, and I I will give you some props here. You know, just slowing the game down, making the right play, good decisions. And uh, there was one play in particular was rimmed around, so you're on your offside, and you picked it up off the wall, threw it to the net, you know, tap in for one of your forwards. So he played simple well. Game. Yeah, simple game. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a, lot of, uh, a lot of fun to watch. I'm sure it was great to, to play. Yeah, no, it was cool. Good experience. Uh, obviously some great photo ops and things like that. It's a bit of a – I would compare it to, like – going to like an amusement park or something it's like you you know they're shuttling you in shuttling you out we had it was kind of a rainy day that day here in boston and what you know weather was like a little bit warm overcast so the ice wasn't great um which didn't help the the slow-footed uh i I would say both teams it didn't really help but whatever so uh, everybody's got to play on the same ice but they basically they had like a half hour of public skating for some you know some other police officers and their families and stuff from two to two thirty, and and then they didn't make the ice. They threw us out there. They throw sixty minutes up on the clock, like welcome to the carnival. And you know it's like photo ops. You know what I mean? You got commissioners. You got you know higher ups in 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 both the 
uh, fire and the police departments. So pictures and like I'm 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 getting out there. First of all, the jerseys we got the jerseys were like um, came in literally like 15 minutes before the game. The new uh, uh, new we were sitting around the locker room and uh, shout out to Erica, our friend Erica Newell. She literally picked up with Dave Malcolm's wife, flew them in from from there, and you know not flew them in, but drove in like literally bobbing and weaving in traffic to get us the jersey. So we were even there. Like I missed the first picture of the game. You know what I mean? The first uh, big photo op because obviously I'm a slow dresser and got to take my time, and I was the last one to get the socks. So, uh, but then like the clock's ticking. So you get like they they just had by the time pitches and warm-ups now there's like 45 minutes left on the clock and it's like here we go and it was like you said good game back and forth um always fun and you know guys get 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 heated and competitive not quite like the nypd versus um nyft type game but very you know intense and those guys that it, it it's a battle and uh we ended up uh, we ended up coming out on top, but then at the end of the game, you do the handshakes and try to get a couple pitches in and things like that. And John Henry comes out and he's talking to us on the bench, and they're literally like the Zamboni guys, like leaning on the horn, like "Let's go!" like screaming at us to get off the ice. I'm like, dude, doesn't this guy own the place? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, <laughs> and I mean, his personality was like, you know, whatever. Anyway, so really cool, cool experience, fun to to you know a lot of different uh, family and friends and different people and guys from work and stuff that were around. So it was, it was a uh, overall really good day. That's great. Yeah. Good experience. You get, get some good pictures and, you know, uh bit beat up on the uh, fire department, you know, so win, win all around. Yeah, exactly. My, uh, my, my niece had my phone and she was calling me a shock or something. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Little that, that, uh, that was cute. yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff. It was good to, we had a nice uh, frame Framer of a picture between my brother-in-law, who's on the fire, and myself. So yeah. it was uh, definitely a keeper with Fenway in the background. And I thought uh, Bobby Mark, played well. Yeah. No, he was buzzing out there. Yeah, he was. Buzzing. Very heady. Um, all right. What do you say? He's a Noonan, dude. Those guys, they're all like they're smart hockey players. We talked to his uncle Brian, and we all know Paul Noonan, just a legend of the game around here. and Good, good hockey family. So um, kids got decent genes. So let's, we'll, we'll see how they how they make out. That's all right. Uh, all right. Let's get into the mailbag here. Mating season alert. Number one. Boom. Here we go. Uh, my son plays hockey at the 15 U level. A few months ago, my son's head coach slash hockey director was released. While we were at an away game, he showed up and held a meeting with the parents talking to us about jumping over to his new program. Is this allowed? Can we be in trouble for even meeting with him regardless of what was said? Something about this doesn't seem right, and I just want my son to continue to enjoy the greatest game on earth with his friends. What would the shrinks do? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can have conversations, I, I would say. I mean, I don't yeah. think there's anything illegal about that. Um, no, so especially this, at that age. I mean, it, it, this doesn't say where it where it is, but I, I don't see anything. No, yeah, so there's nothing wrong there. You know, so the coach, you know, director, um, you know, looking to retain some of the players that he had. So hopefully it was like a good relationship and you can hear him out. But I, I, I don't see anything wrong with having a conversation and keeping your options open. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, obviously he's going to try to sell his new program and things like that. But, uh, you know, 
the grass always isn't greener and he's got a new program that he's trying to take over and he's trying to, to, to bring players into and stuff like that. But if you're with a good team and you know, they just said it was the director, not like the actual coach of the team. If you know, the team wants to stay together and stay put as is like, there's, there's no reason to go. You know what I mean? Don't be uh, Oh no. He said son's head coach slash hockey director. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, if you have a good relationship and you like his approach, you know, you can maybe ask him, you know, who he is. Now, why was he released then? Yeah, I know. That there's there's a more to the story, I'm guessing, but you know, we can just kind of comment on what we hear. But uh I yeah. think that's yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, see uh if it's a viable option for um you know for the following year. Right. Right. Yeah. Thanks for picking me up there. Yeah, no problem. Um I'm <laughs> again, I'm playing, dude. This is like the Jordan flu game here. I got hit in the head with the puck. <laughs> Yeah, you can definitely lean on that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to use that excuse for a month. So this next one here, playing in a tournament this weekend at the U10 level during the handshake after a close game that we won, a player on the other team visibly upset and crying from the loss skipped the normal good game exchange and went for oh. FU and you suck. What are your thoughts on handling this as a coach? If an opposing player did this, and uh, are you telling the other coach? And what are your thoughts if the opposing coach tells uh, your player to, that did this? Yeah, I mean, as an opposing coach, I think it's okay if you were to say something. Don't say it. And and I, w- I would say something to the other coach if you felt that it was necessary. Uh, obviously, these kids are, are 10 years old, and they shouldn't be going through the line saying that type of stuff. I wouldn't address it directly with the kid, especially if he's on an opposing team. If that was a kid that I heard on my team, I would be sure to, to nip it in the bud and, and – and, talk to him and talk to the family and, and, and talk to the parents. Cause you can't have that. And I mean, sportsmanship and, and everything is very important and you gotta, you know, win and lose with class, uh, no matter what the age is. Right. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have a problem pulling the coach aside and say, Hey, just a heads up number, you know, number 10 was, was a little upset over the game. And instead of, instead of just keeping his mouth shut, right. He doesn't even have to say good game. You can just kind of be mad and, and, and sulk a little bit, but there's no reason to be swearing at, at, at the other kids in line. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, the other side of that, if a coach came up and said that one of your players was doing it, you definitely I would definitely address it. I mean, that's, you know, again, a teaching moment about right. how to handle yourself when things don't go your way. You know, it's an emotional game, but you still have to control your emotions, Even and this is a good lesson to be learned at an early age. Um, right. And yeah, and to your point, like, I, remember you, remember that movie. What was that movie with like Chappelle and them? Was it Half Baked? F you, F you. You're cool. I'm out. <laughs> something like that. I think it was that movie. It's hilarious. Old school movie. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen it, but that's that's another one I got to put on the uh, on the on the watch list. I mean, Jeez. you got a couple going for me. I do. I do. That was a classic. Dave Chappelle back in the day. So what do we got next here? What do we got next here? This is me, right? What is it like at different age levels when it comes to how the head coach talks to players versus assistant coaches? On our U12 team, the head coach will be pretty stern and set high expectations for our players. During the game, he will get on kids for overall bad play and lack of effort and push them to be at the level he knows they are capable of. Now, after he says his piece, 
I'll take a more gentle one-on-one approach rather than adding fuel to the fire. I'll go over better options for whatever they are struggling with and look for minor tweaks and to have a better next shift. While all the kids look up uh, to and respect the head coach, is there a particular angle angle I should take after they get balked at uh, for a sloppy play? Thanks. And that's from Rye. Rye guy. Yeah, you know what? It's this is a great question because you know, as a coach and an assistant coach, the, the position rise in, um, <clears throat> you don't want to pile it on, but no. you still also want to support what the coach is saying. So going against what the coach is saying could undermine some of the stuff that you're trying to accomplish. But with a good, you know, message, like in and from what you've said, yeah, this is exactly what you should do. You know, a little bit. Um, more gentle one-on-one pull them aside think about you know what you're going to see later in that game if it's the similar situation but work ethic Mm -hmm. and you know sloppy play you know you know the sloppy play is execution it could could be focus but work ethic is non-negotiable right so Mm -hmm. you can be on the same page with the head coach on that um you know get the the message across but I, i like the approach you have right now so i would say stick with that i'm sure the kids respond a little bit differently when you do talk to them like that so it's not like good cop bad cop but there is some dynamic there that um you know can be effective right yeah i mean i think that's a that's he's kind of you know rise rise spot on there i think that's a good way to approach it like you said you don't want to undermine the head coach right you want to be on the same page as him but i think it's okay to you know have a little bit of that good cop bad cop right that guy's kind of the 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 head coach, he's a little bit sterner. He's a little bit, you know, like holds the guys accountable. And you can be that guy that kind of puts your arm around a kid, or gives him a pat on the back and, and, and Hey, you know, don't worry about it. Like, let's go out and get the next one. You know what I mean? Like, like find little motivational tactics to, to, um, to, to pump the guys up. Right. So they don't stay down on themselves. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And in game, it's not so much about, you know, the, the coaching, you do the coaching in practice, but there is some level of, say, mental coaching that you can do uh, along with some tactical stuff that can help them, uh, you know, not have a consistent bad shift, you know, like a bad shift and you're, you're worried about it, turns into a bad period, which turns into a get bad game. So right. if you can nip that stuff in the bud um, by, you know, pulling them aside and, and helping them along, you know, just to make sure that their their head is correct. Uh, jumping over the boards the next shift, then you're doing your job. Right, right. Um, this next one here is kind of a long one. Do we want to have Jersey step in, or what do we think? Yeah, it's called Jersey out of the bullpen. Yeah, let's call him in. All right, boys. Yeah, BY, like you said, bit of a long one, so here we go. Uh, big fan of the show, a little backstory about myself. I currently coach college hockey and have experience playing and coaching at a relatively high level, juniors and college. I'll be the first to admit I've mostly steered clear of coaching youth hockey because I learned very quickly after I hung them up that youth hockey is not a fit for me. But I do have to say I commend these little to no pay coaches that muster up the strength and endurance to help the young of our sport. I benefited from the hours they spend on and off the ice with them in my recruitment. Alongside coaching, I work part time at a rink. I enjoy watching the younger groups and I especially focus on the coaches how they conduct themselves, how patient they are, and the practice plan they put together. Sometimes 
I can take something they are doing on the ice and equate it to the college level. I have been watching a squirt coach for the past couple of months, and he continues to blow me away in a negative way. He is constantly yelling and screaming at the players, and I've heard him say some really disturbing things during his rants. To generalize it, he is very, quote, over the top. When I coach, I don't even come close to his aggression level, and I'm coaching 18 to 24-year-olds, not 8 to 9-year-olds. I noticed this coach started practice with no pucks and every player on the goal line for a classic quote-unquote bag skate. Everyone has, has their own stories about bag skates, but this one might be the craziest I've ever seen. 15 minutes go by and everyone is still skating. Classic blue line, blue line and back, red line and back, etc. 25 minutes go by, still skating. 45 minutes go by, everyone is still skating. I should add, this coach is this yelling. This coach and squirt? Yeah, eight to nine-year-olds. Uh, uh, 45, 45 minutes go by. Everyone is still skating. I should have this coach is yelling and screaming at his players every time they com- they complete the endurance skating drill. 50 minutes go by, still skating. Again, keep this in mind. This is a squirt team in all caps. He spent the entire practice, 60 minutes, bagging and screaming at the players. Not one puck was touched. Not one pass received. Not one small area game was played. Just a punishment bag skating. How long is too long to bag skate a squirt team? 15 minutes? 30 minutes? Is a punishment bag skate even appropriate at this age? What are your thoughts? And does this advance or hurt the development of these players? Thanks from GM. What a complete idiot. Yeah. Uh, I I think he's watched Miracle too many times. Yeah, seriously. Um, Again. I I would say... Again, my question to you guys is how long is too long of a bag skate for a square team? 15 minutes, 30 minutes? Uh, like I would say zero minutes, yeah. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe one minute if you like play a game and you say, Hey, it's a game to five, and the losing team's got to skate, and it's like, Yeah, blue well, line back, goal line back, oh, you know, blue line back, red line back, kind of like fun, a little bit of a motivation for a winner and a loser. The, the kids are getting absolutely nothing out of that. I can't believe that parents sat there and actually stood for that. Like, that's absurd. This guy's a – this coach is a complete moron. Moron. I'd love to know where this was. Yeah. No, and I mean, actually, I mean, GM, as a college coach, like, and you work in the rink, like, you, 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 you're there part-time. Like, I don't know what you – if you were sitting there watching this, like, you might have to – like, is he in the wrong mods to walk over to the bench and be like, dude, what are you doing? Or like after the practice, as he's walking by, be like, what's up? Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, and then you can you talk doing? about you coaching at a higher level and be like, you know, what, what do they, what did they get out of that? Is, is it, you know, maybe just like put it in a nice way so that he, he tells you exactly what he's thinking. But at the end of the day, like calling him out wouldn't be the worst thing. Um, no. I mean, it's really not your place per se, but also, I mean, if you're looking out for the kids, too, I mean, it's that's totally unacceptable. That's I mean, a, that's that's. I mean, that's like what we just talked about with the 400 push-ups and guys going to the hospital. Like that, that's absurd. That's yeah. Uh, so zero bag skating. I could I could group. honestly say that that, and we talked to Teddy Donato, Teddy Teddy Donato about it. Like Billy Hansen was a guy that that at CM that kind of skated us, but like. It was like you just practiced and skated hard. Like there was no like, even after like terrible losses or, or whatever. Like I don't remember him saying like, "Hey, no pucks," and you're gonna skate. Like 
what t- what type of development are you getting? And I'm, I'm talking about like me personally playing high school. Like I don't remember I don't remember ever, ever having a, a a bag skate like these kids did at the squirt level. Like in my life, I, yeah. I don't ever remember it. Do you? Did you, Did you have like? We've had some. Yeah, I, I had a few punishment skates, uh, but nothing near sixty minutes. No, you know? that's nuts. That's uh, crazy. And that's as an adult pro you're getting paid you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly so yeah no I, I don't think there's any room for a bag skate for you know a young squirt team um you know and then you know you construct your drills and, and like you said you, we've talked about this and you, you can get your conditioning in if the kids are bought into good constructed gr- drills with up-tempo pace and you're moving pucks and it applies to the game you know i just there's not I, there's no place for it uh you know at that age group yeah, that guy should be fired as the coach tomorrow. Complete mm-hmm. moron. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, hopefully those kids have Spox machines and their skates were, were shopping with all that skating that was going on. But um, you can head on over to SpoxHockey.com. Use the code BYMOTS for $50 off your shoppinger. Um Nothing better than this gift. It just keeps on giving, right, to the hockey family, the money that you save. We talk about it all the time. Uh, it's it's a say it's a consistent shop, and it's so easy to do. I mean, my kids that you know they're in those winter months, those dog days of hockey right now, where they've kind of been on the ice quite a bit, and I can't rave enough about the the at home convenience of having the skate. Like, a, you know, I think Colin skated five six days in a row last week, and and you know he was able to. Being able to go down the basement, do the skates, have you know, no worries, not worrying about me trying to go find a, a, a pro shop to go get them taken care of. It's just uh, super convenient, and I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, um, I I thought Brooke walked and or played street hockey in the driveway with her her skates. I was like, what What do you do here? <laughs> so she we went down and you know I showed her how to kind of take off the little burrs with the uh, with the stone and the leather and the stone. Yep. Yeah, and then um, you know it all comes in the in the kit, so you get the um, the Spox machine to pop them on. Went with the four swipes, four swipes, and she's good to go. And you get the level; everything's great. So you know, make sure you get to SparksHockey.com and use BY Mots for fifty bucks off. It's a it's a great machine, and again, convenient and consistent. Yeah, no, it's uh, it really is. It's a great product, something that we believe in, and we've uh, really appreciated their partnership. Uh, all right, Mike, comment. Uh, thank, thanks for all the hockey advice. I'm a parent of a 2015 Mike, and after last season on six uh, U, he wasn't asked to play on the full ice Mike squad. I was kind of mad, but didn't say anything. Thankfully, no, uh, that's a good move. Fast forward to today, his half ice team is having a lot of fun and. On the ice and off the ice, scoring goals, skating way better, playing D and enjoy himself. We hear a lot of grumbling from the other squad about not having fun, too serious, finger pointing at eight-year-old kids by parents. Meanwhile, our squad, we have uh, we have to have French fries and chicken fingers after practice at the snack bar with the kids, uh, kids in the locker room carrying on like seven- and eight-year-olds should be. Multiple kids bouncing from house to house to play games and play PS5. Uh, just a great experience. Had we pushed for it and got on another squad, I think we would hate hockey. 
we have uh, we have parents from Full Ice now come to our locker room to get the kids dressed because it's more fun and light. And that's from Matt. So that's good that's stuff. Right. Yeah. No, we appreciate you. You letting us These know how kids things get. They're getting the getting the chicken fingers going. They got the PS5 going. Parents are sudsing it up. They're having a blast. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. You know, sometimes we always talk about the grass isn't always greener. The half ice situation versus full ice, it might seem like it's you know the 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 thing that you want or your son or daughter wants, but ultimately just you know skating and letting them just play at their age group, you know, what they're doing and just really embracing the, the present, you know, and that's what it seems like this team is doing. And you can, you can never really replace the, these uh, experiences that your son's having right now. So, yeah, the chicken fingers and the uh, French fries is the key. No, you okay. can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe mix in like a little rink steak every once in a while. Yeah. Rink steak and some mozzarella sticks for old Mozzi boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, th- thanks for uh, writing in, Matt. That's uh, that's great, and enjoy the rest of the season. It's great too, and it's just like such an impressionable time, right? If they were like, you know, the kid's young, he's still a mite, and if they like, you have a bad experience at that age group, similar to this moron with the the squirts bag skating. Like these kids are young; they're gonna hate the game. It's a good way for, for for people to quit. You know what I mean? Like let these kids have a blast. That's what it's all about. It's a long, long road. That's right. Uh, you want to talk about cross country mortgage? You know, you yeah. you and Devo, a couple fair tigers uh, with the kids, and you know, you guys got bragging rights this week. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we we're catching up uh, on Wednesday. He's uh, he was out in Buffalo at that tournament, so he came back and was able to ca- catch the game. Uh, and his son's playing great. And Declan's playing great on yeah. the back end. So, um, cross country mortgage, awesome. and we're in a purchase market right now devo and the team at cross country mortgage have options and strategies to provide buyers with lower monthly payments it's a great time to buy a home especially if you're renting so it's time to give devo a call and chat about why home ownership makes sense again it's a purchase market and a great time to buy give them a follow on instagram at chris devon ccm for more information website chrisdevon.com where you can schedule a time for a call with him Cross Country Mortgage LLC and MLS four seven three zero five. Yeah, I know a lot of guys are up in Buffalo. This is probably the first year in a couple that I uh, I haven't made the trip up there on the long weekend. And uh, always a good tournament. Those guys, they uh, it's a fun city. That place, they uh, they get the Labatt blue lights going. A lot of hockey parents, and and it's fun. Uh, he must have had a blast up there. Yeah, he said they uh, they played well. They you know got overmatched by a couple teams, but. You know, great uh, overall experience. They do a good job out there. They get the ranks and the outdoor game and whatnot. So yeah, it's cool. It's good. Yeah, it really is. It's a good experience. Good experience. Uh, an awful chilly, that's for sure. All right. Good morning. Uh, good morning. I hope all is well. My name is Megan, and I am a parent to a ten, a U ten girls player, as well as an acting member on a local town youth ho- youth hockey organization. This past weekend, our team had a rather cringe-worthy experience that I felt would fit nicely in some of the topics you discuss. Our girls U uh, U ten team traveled an hour to play their second game of the weekend on Sunday afternoon. We had ten players, including a goalie and two out of our three coaches, but the girls had a great energy, and were ready to compete with the league's current first-place team. We met our opponents, who had 18 girls and five coaches that day. Wow. Um, which was pretty impressive as well as intimidating. Our girls played the best game they had played as of yet together. They were incorporating all 
the lessons they learn each week in practice into their game, which was amazing to see. As our girls took the lead, uh, some of the parents as well as spectators started questioning the gender of our girls based on shorter haircuts as well as a player whose first name they felt wasn't general gender neutral, which led them to the assumption that the child must be a boy identifying as a girl to win the game. After this particular child scored a goal, uh, the opposing team started playing Aerosmith song, uh, playing the Aerosmith song, Dude Looks Like a Lady, over the loudspeaker. I kid you not, an adult played the song after a 10-year-old little girl scored a goal. That's ridiculous. Uh, as you can imagine, the scene got even more ugly as the opposing team players chirped uh, at the girls about being boys in the handshake line. I approached the head coach and assistant coach who were incredibly rude and treated me like I was the issue. About the parent slash, uh, about the parent slash spectator as well as the player behavior, this was the response I got. The response I got was, what do you want from me? Why are you coming to me with this? If this... Um, if it looks like a dog, you call it a dog. Our girl came. Our girls came into the locker room crying and not understanding why the other players would say that to them. These girls won't remember the unbelievable game they played that day, uh, or they can't count. <clears throat> excuse me, or that you can't count yourself out before they you even start this day will forever be overshadowed by a cruel adults who are upset that their kids lost a game. The other sad part is the opposing team players walked away with the lesson that it's okay to disrespect not only your opponent, but based on what they look like. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time and consideration for this mailbag submission. That's a lot, Mott. Yeah. I just I think it's sad, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, the kids are following the lead of the coaches and the parents. Um, mm-hmm and feeding into it and it's just completely unacceptable i mean you know you go back to you know them their first place team and you know whatever they're upset that they're getting beat um and you know to this person's oh, is it megan yeah um, so the girls won't remember the the great game that they played um it'll just be overshadowed by some of these you know i i don't know i just think it was a very unfortunate situation to you know be put in because you know you're doing your thing, you're playing well, you're playing together, uh, and you're having success. And and for some reason, um, you know, people are not um, you know kind of doing the right things by just trying to play the game correctly and looking for excuses more than anything. That's how I looked at it. Um, right. But yeah, just it's really just completely unfortunate, especially like. It, you know, you're playing tunes in between, you know, goals or whatever, you know, uh, whistles, and you play that. You choose to. You scroll through it and you put it on for, you know, on yeah. purpose. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's another ridiculous ask, uh, act. And at the end of the day, I mean, the the NHL's um, initiative, you know, and it has been for, for a long time now is, is like hockey is for everyone and, and all that stuff. But it's like it's not even – it's just like an absolute ridiculous act by by 10-year-old kids, you know, parents who act like idiots, and now their kids are going to grow up and act like idiots. They're going to be these morons that we're going to be watching on the rink shrinks 
for and, and, and talking about for the next 20 years because that's what they're hearing at home. And, you know, making issues like go out and play the game, go out and win. You got 38 coaches on the bench, 14, you know, like whatever, 14 different trainers and, and video coaches. You got DJs like go out and play, go out and win. Like this team, they, they showed up, they traveled an hour and you got beat. Like deal with it. You know what I mean? Get better. It's a, like, you, you know, stop with the sulking and, and the, the, the bad attitude and making excuses. Um, no, the girls came out and they they worked hard and they deserved to win the game and that's and and it you know that's the the message that I would send to my kids is is like you know hey it, it, let's forget about what these idiots had to say and and focus on the positive here and and how well you guys played and and, and things like that but again it's a, just adults uh, act like adults I I just don't know I just literally I I don't know what these people are thinking. Like, it's just absurd. And the coaches, like, what are you doing? Like, what is your, what do your meetings look like when you're talking to these parents? Like, what type of example are you setting? It's just, it's like infuriating to me. Yeah. I mean, there's teaching moments on both sides, but it just seems like the, you know, the one side of the team that, I mean, it's just like an infectious, like terrible situation where it's infectious where the, the adults are the adults and then they, feed it to the kids or the kids maybe said something and they'll feed it back. It's, it's just not healthy. But I like that you said, you know, about the team that won, it's like, you know, that you take something out of that too. You know, you, you gotta be strong in certain times when people are, are, uh, are not acting appropriately and you can't let it, you know, completely affect you, but they're young kids and, you know, very uh, emotional as well. But, you know, you could take something out of both sides. Yeah. And these, the, these, the opposing coaches and, and, it's just uh, rude and just classless and and complete idiots. And uh, you know, in the future, I would uh, I'd be like, no, I'm all set. I'm we're not playing them. You know what I mean? And, and that's the type of reputation that a team has. Like nobody's gonna want to play against jerks like that. So, yeah. Uh, on to the next one, March. You got it. Yep. Uh, spring hockey. We're just about to get question mark. Yeah, we're just about to complete our first season of Pee Wee Minor AAA hockey. Previously, previously, we were at single A, and my son would play spring AAA hockey along with summer skills from June to mid-August. This year being our first real AAA season, we've essentially gone almost 11 months in the rank and are feeling it. This spring, my wife and I have talked, uh, taken the attitude that our son should take a clean break from the rank for about two months straight this spring. Our son expressed concern about being trash, quote-unquote, in his words, when AAA tryouts happen in late May. In our conversation, I communicated that I would find him ice to skate the two weeks running up to tryouts to get him back up to speed for tryouts. There was always a concern of losing your spot on the team since a lot of clubs are using their spring AAA season as a proven ground for the actual season. We want our son to make next season's team, and if for some reason he doesn't, we have almost no time to react to find another tryout. We believe strongly improving skills and skating during the summer a couple times a week, and that it, it usually has more value than AAA spring teams. Does the plan we've set forth have merit, and is the loss of the spot be something we should be worried about? Long-time listener, first-time writer. Well, some good points there. No, some good points there. I think 
it's very important to to get away from the rink and take you know a month two months off uh, i understand the the spring trial thing and i think your plan is is perfect like you get on the ice with um you know with your son a couple times a week for those two weeks two weeks leading up to pride uh, to the tryouts i think it you know it'd be like riding a bike he'll get his game back kind of in no time get the hands and the legs going he's going to hopefully remain active playing lacrosse playing baseball playing other sports uh, in the spring. So it's not like you, you, you know, if not, you can get that coach, uh, from that earlier email to come up and bag skate him for 60 straight minutes and get him right in shape. Um, but I wouldn't be too concerned. I think that makes a, it, it's a pretty good plan. Um, I think it makes total sense to me, Mots. That's that, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, you and your wife have the right approach because, you know, yes, it is ramping up a little bit more, but you know, unfortunately, some of those teams do use that spring, you know, tournament. But, you know, for not proving ground, but like just to kind of take a look at some other players possibly. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, your son's in a in a good position and and I think this is the, the correct message, you, you put the bag away and, you know, you stay active. Like you're saying, you don't want to just be sitting on the couch playing, uh, you know, chill, as the, the kid said. <laughs> That's what the kids say these days. Yeah. Nice, dude. All right. But, yeah, it sounds like, uh, you know. You challenge? <laughs> but, like, be, being trash, that that sounds, you know, again, like he he does, doesn't want to let like his. kid. Yeah, doesn't want to let his game slip. But there's things that you can work on. You can shoot pucks. You can get on the ice, uh, you know, leading up to it. But there is such value at that age to put the bag away. We, a lot of our guests have said it, you know, some of the top players that we have had on brian leach you know ray bork they're putting the bag bag away and then when you break it back out you're hungry you know you, you want to be on the ice um so that big jump from you know being you know at a triple i mean at a single a to triple a and you're on in the rank for 11 months it's it's a lot you, right. you need anybody to kind of re uh, regenerate and have some rest but i think you guys have the the right approach and i would i would stick to your guns yeah i think rest is a weapon mots right and mm-hmm. uh get away from it and get that hunger back and he's gonna come back you get him back on the ice a couple days uh before those tryouts and he'll be he'll be buzzing out there yeah and i don't think you he should worry about trash. losing your spot he won't be trash no don't worry be, about losing the spot. Those kids that are going to continue to skate and be on the ice five days a week during that whole time, those kids are going to be complete junk and be burnt out by the time, you know, all this stuff goes on in the in the spring and summer. So he's going to be a step ahead of them because he's going to have that fire in his belly and that, you know, that that um you know, he's gonna he's gonna have that passion and that want to be on the ice. Like he's gonna be fired up to be out there and not like, oh, I'm going to the rink again. You know what I mean? All right. Right, no, I think um, that's. Uh, I think they're 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 right on. Obviously, no name there, but I th- I liked I liked where their heads at. All right, love the show and would appreciate your thoughts on boarding on our boarding school situation. My child is a sophomore at a New England boarding school who and was recruited in the eighth grade by the school during COVID when schools didn't have any games. So getting a look at the culture of the program, the coaching staff uh, staff was not possible. Our list of potential boarding schools we were willing to attend was solely based on interest level in my child by the coaches, education, quality, and location. Although hockey academies were a possibility, they were out of the question because of the lack of real academics. 
we chose our school based on based on academics, the coach and the financial support. Second year with the school slash program, uh, we clearly see that there's a lack of culture and leadership in the locker room from upperclassmen and the coaching staff. In my opinion, successful school programs uh, have leadership and accountabil- accountability from the top down. In my opinion, successful programs have team skill skates, preseason formal team workouts pre and during the season, which are required or strongly encouraged by seniors and coaches outside their split season teams. Little to none of that is um, is taking place here. It's all on an individual basis. All the seniors and almost all the juniors on the team are just going through the motions rather than spending time improving and building a culture. My child's not learning to be successful from upperclassmen, nor seeing any accountability by the coaching staff. All of this translates to little team success on the ice. Freshmen and sophomores who have also all have been recruited to play for the school are the backbone of the team, but are too young to have the success without upperclassmen leadership and accountability by the coaching staff. Uh, God, this is a long one. Uh, the coaching staff has experienced coaching at other boarding schools and college and has been there for four and a half years, two of which were closed because of COVID. We're not the type to jump ship. Uh, for the next shiny object. We have been with the same club team for six years and get plenty of uh, opportunities in front of college coaches through that program, but we are concerned about our child's development at the school. I am concerned that once I reach out to other families, that that word will get back to the school coaches. I am most concerned if and when um, word does get back to the school that they will pull the financial support. They can't do that. Um, we never reclassified. So if we did move, it would give us another year. My child wants more than anything to play in college. And based on other coaches assessments, I think it's a realistic goal. If my kid is taught correctly, my child is doing well and academically and socially, but is missing the thing that they are there for in the first place and want the most. Do we stay or test the waters at other schools that are more hockey focused. And that's from a very concerned hockey parent. It's just, it's disappointing to hear about the lack of culture and leadership um, mm-hmm. because that is so important for, you know, these kids at an impressionable age. You have, it does start from the top down. And, um, you know, as I was looking through, you know, the, the, the process at there, it's, that's, ex- I had to kind of think about what, if I was hired, what would I implement mm-hmm. um and that's where it starts you know you you start as the leader and then you create leaders within the group um you know and that accountability there's no gray areas you know it's black and white where the accountability lies and then the the most healthy is when you know peers can hold each other accountable in a you know in a positive way um you know and, and that's it doesn't happen overnight, but that's something that you work towards. Um, and then that leads onto the ice and the same thing, you know, trust and and being able to be accountable in certain areas of the ice. So it all kind of goes together and it starts outside the, the rink, starts in the locker room, and then it goes onto the ice. So that's disappointing that you uh, or that your son is not experiencing that from, from this institution. Um, but, I wouldn't I wouldn't hesitate to, you know, test the waters a little bit, have some conversations um if it's been that poor of an experience at the rink. Um that's, yeah, and that's, they can't pull the financial aid like in the middle of the, the the year. Like that stuff that's a commitment and 
yeah, right? That's, that's like been the, contracted. The, yep. Yeah, you so. can't. They, I mean, I wouldn't be worried about like this year if you start having some conversations. Like they can't just all of a sudden yank the money for the rest of the year, right? So no, it's each year. It's it, you have to you know fill it back Re, out. Yeah, so, right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> we, we we were just doing it. I so should yeah, that, say we. <laughs> but it, I would just say, yeah, I would, I would make some calls, and if there are some other coaches out there that, like you said, who have um, had some positive assessments and realistic, you know, kind of feedback on your your son's play, then you know there might be an opportunity if um, you know if things align. But you don't want these years to go by just to stick it out if it's that poor of a culture. Um, right. He could be part of turning it around, but also. Um, if it's not coming from the top, then it's going to be difficult to do. Right. Yeah, Mots, I think you you kind of nailed it there. It's uh, it, it was perfect. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more uh, with yeah. everything that you said. There's really no no room for me to comment on it because I think you <laughs> you hit it on well, the. Well, you did all the you did all the reading I, on that. Yeah, one. I know. Seriously, he can't all even right. read. <laughs> All right, Mach, you want to take the My Hockey Rankings question of the week? Yeah, so it's not really a question, but more of a share from Facebook, and uh, we really appreciate it. It's uh, from a hockey mom, Jessica. She, she shared the link uh, to our episode 52 when Neil and Ian joined us, um, and this is what she said. It's been about a year since the creators of My Hockey Rankings joined the Rinks Rinks to cover their algorithm and how and why hockey teams are ranked. As we go into the States, it appears our state tournaments may be ranked this year. It's worth a listen from every coach or parent to understand how and why, um, the how and why behind the rankings. And that's from Jessica. So that's a really nice, uh, yeah. you know, share because, you know, they they are the experts, right? And and it really does uh, cover a lot. So um, No, sure it is. Get- it's, it's, it's really important. So make sure you go back. Obviously, check out where your team stacks up at myhockeyrankings.com. But go back and listen. Uh, like I said, it was episode 52, uh, like Mott said, where they really uh, give us a, a, a good breakdown. I know that was a very, very popular episode um, you know, to, to go back and listen to. So definitely check that out. I know at this time of year, too, like we just talked about the tournaments up in Buffalo. I know some teams are up in Toronto. Uh, there's some teams, you know, I got a couple teams going down south in, in the next few weeks, too. And those guys, they 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 really work hand in hand. The, the tournament directors and you know the guys at My Hockey Rankings and Neil and Ian, and they really utilize the site, uh, myhockeyrankings.com, to to really make sure that you know your your matchups are set properly. Right, you don't want to go into a tournament and be absolutely you know getting crushed or crushing somebody. Is it perfect? Like, no, it's still the game of hockey. There's a winner and a loser, right? They lost them. They'd be cushing yesterday. Right. But, uh, you know, if you looked at the rankings, right, that's why you play the game. Like that's why you have to play. But um, they, those, they, they, they do a really good job with, with that algorithm. So make sure you guys go back, listen up to that episode and, and check out, uh, you know, just you'll, you'll get a good understanding of everything. Right. That's right. Yeah, and they definitely uh, break it down to so you do understand it, and it's really good going into the states, you know, and and why they're you know ranked teams are ranked a certain way. So make sure you get back uh, and check out episode fifty two, and uh, we got to have them on again. Yeah, well they'll they'll step up. They always do. They always do. Um, 
All right. I am currently coaching a 10U team, uh, which are all first-year squirts. Long story short, we have had a great season where in two leagues, we are undefeated in three, in, in three tournaments we have entered. We have won the championship in all of them. Me and my other coach believe <clears throat> in playing all the kids equal amounts of playing time. On a few occasions where it was a close game, we shortened the bench for a shift to get a goal or late in the game. I have a great bunch of kids and parents, two sets of parents, stating their kid is getting less playing time than the rest of the uh, other kids. Both parents came from other organizations where I hear they had similar similar issues. The kids of these parents happen to be the least talented on the team, but they both feel their kids should be playing more than anyone else, and it's becoming very frustrating as I feel the team has come a long way. And other coaches, parents, and spectators continually commend the job the coaches are doing. What is the best way to approach the situation like this? It's become very discouraging for me as a coach and a uh, parent of a player on the team. You know what? It's it happens all the time. But you know, as as far as squirts, I mean, I, we've talked about this at, at length. You know, I mean, just you roll lines. You you can, you know, possibly put you know a couple kids together like last minute or whatever it is, but more often than not, you just roll the lines and, you know, we we've talked to, uh, you know, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but our next guest, you know, talking about rolling lines, even at a high level. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so every kid gets a chance to play late in the game, every chance, you know, like certain whoever's up, you know, power play PK. And I think it's just part of that development, you know, kind of uh stage at U10. It's, they're just getting going really. And I don't really uh, agree with shortening the bench, you know, to the point of, you know, these guys, you know, parents complaining about what, you know, who's going out, you know, and we always say skate your lane, you know, like players play, coaches coach, parents support. Right. Yeah. I mean, the parents, obviously, uh, they've already been with another organization. The kids, yeah, you having issues. It seems like a, a good group, right? By your your email, I'm sure these parents uh, are, are, you know, they they see it completely different, right? Everybody sees their kid a little bit different, and some of them uh, are looking through those rose colored glasses. But it sounds like you get a good group, solid, you know, solid team, winning a lot, uh, which is always fun. But you know what? Hey, the way I would look at it is, if you have a couple people that are are constant complainers, and you're not you know, then the, I would address it with them. I would have a conversation, talk to them. And if they don't get it and kind of get on board, then like, hey, maybe another program's a better option for you next year. That would be a conversation that I would start to have. Right. Um, not saying that we want to make cuts. It's a, it's a very difficult thing. But you know what? Sometimes it's easy to cut somebody or a kid when the parents are pain in the ass. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Right. There you go. Yeah. It's unfortunate that the kid has to, you know, be the brunt of that. But I mean, that's, it's the, the betterment of the team. You want to create, you know, a good experience for everyone. And if, if they're a thorn in the side, smell you later. <laughs> smell you later. Oh, that's perfect. Exactly. Um, this mailbag was brought to you by Franklin Sports, the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Check out their line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com today. This hockey season, go visit our guys at TSR Hockey and Tax-Free Salem, New Hampshire. 
where you can get outfitted in team gear and stock up on all your equipment needs for the remainder of the season. You can reach their team store at 603-912-5970. Ask for Mike or Dave, and they will take care of you. TSR Stocks Team Apparel from CCM and Bauer and does everything in-house, embroidery and printing. TSR Hockey is New England's premier hockey store and is a proud sponsor of the Ranch Rings. So make sure you visit them at tsrhockey.com. Yeah, Mike was uh, all bummed out because um, Pando gave Brennan a, you know, she, he, his former <laughs> teammate, a shout out in the, in the interview. And he's like, dude, you should have told Pando we, we know who the best she, he is. That's Mike. And I'm like, take it easy, buddy. You know what yeah. I mean? But no, those guys are the best. They're, uh, they're classic. And, and obviously, um, They've been long supporters of us, and and we appreciate that that everything that they do. That's for sure. Um, Mott, so what do you got? A, uh, a a tilt coming up this weekend? So I I had to uh, bow out of the Warrior for Life game because I'm doing the the BC UVM game. I couldn't swing both. Oh. but I'm in the lineup. Uh, so I did. Oh, I did play an uh, alumni game last week. Um, you know, I had two and one, but. Still oh, didn't get go. the first star, which is oh, thanks for coming. But whatever. <laughs> no, so uh, we got um, game on Sunday up at Tingsboro, and Big Z will be in the lineup, so I can just uh, shovel my nice stuff dude. over to him, and he can make something of it. Well, uh, the good thing is, is you can join the plot, uh, you know, join the rush constantly, and you know he is he'll be eating up two on ones all day long. He's got no problem with that. Exactly. So you know, it should be a good game. Hey Z, I'll I'll be I'll be up there, and <laughs> you stay back, dude. Yeah, you know, I, and, uh, he used to take some of my shifts when I played, so I'm gonna take some of his. You know, he's a rookie. I'm I'm like above him in the alumni now, so I'm like gonna be like, hey, pick up the pucks, rook. Nah, are you though? Know? No, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, no, that's fun. That'd be a good time. Yeah. Who who do you have two and one against this week, dude? I, I should have went to the game and did a a, a by moment. Yeah. After, you know, after you showing up to mine. Uh, we played up at Songa's Arena up in uh, Lowell. Oh yeah, um, that's a great spot. It was like um, uh, Middlesex Correctional Officers. So oh, they good. had really good work ethic. Um, and we just. Uh, yeah, you know, we just kind of snapped it around. Those Keith Coin can still play, former guest. You know. Oh, I saw him. He was he. Uh, I saw him on. Uh, where did I see Corner? I saw him at the rink on Saturday. He was asking for you, so you ended up catching up with him. Yeah, on Sunday we played. He's in the lineup next Sunday too. So it's always oh, good nice. to uh, catch up with Big K, and he's the best. So and still can pass the puck like none other. So it's great. Just join, join. He finds you. Well, he was, uh, yeah, I talked to him and he's doing, you know, he's scouting for Colorado now, right? right? And he told me he was going to some meetings and everything. It was always great to catch up with him. And his boy, Bork, he got his number retired. Another former guest down in Hershey. Did you see that? I did see that. That's that great. That's awesome. Shout out to Chris Bork. And you guys got to, uh, dude, if you could, if you get Coiner, Borky, obviously you got, you know, you, Chara, like you, the, the alumni team's getting younger. And you could have a lot of fun with those guys. Yeah, no, and and again, like uh, Steve Leach still buzzes around. Sean McEachern, yeah, um, Joey Mullen is just still 
you know, plugging away and just smart as heck out there. Yeah. So it's like, Joey you know, Mullen's still scoring goals. He's 60-something years old. Right? Yeah, he's the best. He's one of the nicest guys out there, too. So we got to um, get him on. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll talk to him this weekend. We'll see line it up. He coached me in uh, Wilkes-Barre. I, I mean, when I was down there as a black ace, just practicing, but it was fun. Yeah, he's the best. So, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him this week. Yeah, he'd be he'd be a good one for sure. Um, all right. Well, thanks to everybody for hitting us up with the uh, mailbag. Make sure you, you we we keep getting those things. Uh, we have a great um, episode coming up for you next next week too. We don't want to we don't want to give it away, right, Moss? But uh, it'll be a must listen for coaches and and things like that. So we've been we've been getting pretty lucky with uh, you know Teddy Donato, Jay Pandolfo, different guys like that. Obviously, we've had. Uh, we're buzzing along right now, Mott, so it's been good. Good hanging out. Uh, anything else to add? You got anything? No, I think that's about it. Um, I was going to say if Thayer and Cushing played again, we'd have to put something on it, but I don't yeah. want to take your money, you know? <laughs> 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 oh, dude, I actually got a, a Cushing hat. I got home from practice tonight, and uh, and Coach Pearl sent me a, a nice hat Uh you texted me for for Keith and I's addresses, so I think you know maybe it was a thank you for uh, us firing up the troops to, before they won the Watkins tournament of, over uh, the Christmas break. So I'll be Great. rocking that next episode. Sounds good. Yeah, they uh, they'll get back on track. So no, it's good stuff. And I I, I did watch a little bit of that game. It was uh, I was proud of proud of Ryan and his teammates, and hate to see the Penguins loss lose, but it is what it is. Hey, you got to get better, right? It's all learn, right. you learn from it learn learn from those uh from those losses so all good stuff um mots let's uh we'll we'll be in touch and we'll be back next week with a great interview and time to uh do the rink shrink shuffle jersey yeah.